Some people call him Routman Marv. Gus Johnson calls him Maserati Marv. No matter what you call Marvin Harrison Jr., we can all agree that he is a dog, and the Big Ten rewarded him for his monster performance against Penn State. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 24th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for your first deposit match up to $100. During today's episode, we will discuss the sign stealing fiasco going on in Ann Arbor, and I unveil my college football top 10. But first, Marvin Harrison Jr. was the man on Saturday afternoon in the shoe when Kyle McCord needed the ball to be in a playmaker's hands. Who was his go-to target? Marvin Harrison Jr. He was targeted 16 times, had 11 catches, 162 receiving yards, and one touchdown. And the Big Ten named him co-offensive player of the week. Now, the co part is odd. Doesn't sit well with me because of who the other player is. We'll get to that in a second. But Marvin Harrison Jr., this man on the football field on Saturday was amazing. I mean, there are so many words in the dictionary that could go to describe what type of performance he had on Saturday. But even then, you couldn't fit all of those words in this segment of the show. Why? Because of how good he was. This man is out here doing amazing things. And as one person said, I believe it was Bill Landis on the podcast daily, ended up saying on that, maybe it was uh, Jimmy Birmingham. Those two hosted the, the podcast daily on Monday. Forget exactly which one said it. But they ended up saying on the scoop and score, the reason why the scoop and score from Penn State was returned was overturned was because you got to hold Marvin Harrison Jr. if you want to stop him from catching the ball. Yeah, there may be a bad thrown ball or something like that that may hit his hand. That might be technically a drop. Outside of that, this man is he's a beast. I mean, I watched his dad growing up, Marvin Harrison Sr., the entire time he was in the NFL from 96 until he retired from the uh, NFL playing with the Indianapolis Colts. And one thing I realized was the same thing I realized with Junior, I noticed with Senior. If you want the ball to move down the field, you want Mr. Reliable to have the ball in his hands, throw it to number to number 88 when he was on the Colts and Marvin Harrison Sr. And for the Buckeyes, throw it to number 18, Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, I mentioned there was a co-offensive player of the week here. And I don't like discussing this because it kind of makes me feel a little weird on the inside. As your co-offensive player of the week, one's a Buckeye. Oh, my gosh. The other is a Wolverine, J.J. McCarthy, against Michigan State, who is atrocious this year, 2-5 and five on the season. Yes, Mo Tucker got fired. Um, I, still, I think this is a great sign of kind of, not going to say it's all, it would be a whole lot different under Mo Tucker if he was still coaching, but, man, this team's bad. 
This team's really, really bad. In the biggest game you play, you'll play all season against your biggest rival. A goose egg, Michigan State. Come on now, you can at least get in the end zone to kick a field goal. I, mean, I know Michigan's good, but y'all can't put up a better fight than that. And I say I'll have to say this: McCarthy was really good on Saturday. I don't really say nice things about the Wolverines, especially at this point in the season. Of course, Michigan, uh, Michigan week. I will do a crossover, and I I will be complimentary of that team. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team. Um, That's going to be a battle Thanksgiving weekend, November November 25th in the big house. It'll be a big battle. You think Notre Dame was tough. You think Penn State was tough. Wait till the Buckeyes and Wolverines battle it out in the big house on November 25th at 12 noon Eastern. That's going to be a battle we might be talking about for a long period of time. McCarthy was the other player in this call. It's a player of the week here for uh, the Big Ten, he went 21 to 27, 287 through the air, 10.6 yards per completion, and four touchdowns. Passer rating, <laughs> 216. That's different than the QBR the ESPN introduced and created back in the mid-2000s. Passer rating's been around for a long period of time. In the NFL, the passer rating cap in the best, 158.3. In college, there is no cap on that, but one thing I would tell you, if he's at 217, <laughs> he's doing something right. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be needed by Ohio State if they want to win the Big Ten Championship, beat Michigan, and win the Natty. Because as I see it right now, if Emeka Buka's out for a few more games, yeah, you could still you could beat Wisconsin with your bat with the other receivers. You can beat Rutgers. That game's also a 12 noon kickoff on CBS on November the 4th. That was recently released. I wanted to get that little note out there to you. You can beat Rutgers with the other receivers outside of Abuka. You can even beat – you should destroy Michigan State with the other receivers and Minnesota as well. Michigan's a different animal. I'm, here we go, being complimentary, complimentary of that team up north. That's a different animal. And for Marvin Harrison to go up against a team in Penn State who has one of the best defenses in the country, and for them to struggle and not be able to slow him down at all in this game, that goes to show you, and just to discuss – how good Marv was on Saturday, and why he might be described as a Penn State killer. He has 21 receptions in his two games against Penn State. 20 of them have gone for first downs. Let that sink in. Take that to the barber shop, whatever you want to do. Take that to school. Uh, take that to your boys. Hey, get on the group chat. Hey, man. Marvin Harrison Jr. has had 21 catches against Pitt State. How many of those have gone for first downs? You might win some money, just to be honest with you, because that's that's a stat, that's a number. It's like, whoa, my goodness, man. Like, man, that's just insane. Last year he went for <laughs> didn't have didn't have a touchdown last year in last year's game. That was one of the oddest things about how he played 10 catches, 185 receiving yards, and no touchdowns. So I was like, whoa, you were that good. But Buckeyes won the game. J22 blowout did what he needed to do, and so be it. But for the Buckeyes to win the Natty, they're going to need Marv to be Marv because of the way the offense looks so far. And I have not dove into the offense of late and the identity the Buckeyes offense has. Hint, hint, it's coming at you tomorrow. But one thing I have realized with this team, with the way the Buckeyes have been so far this year, still struggling to run the ball. That might be different next week, but. For now, you can't really run the ball consistently. This, this is this is okay. So Ohio State's rush standards are higher than most schools. 
this is below the average school as far as their rush standards for their team. It's bad. Running the ball at Ohio State, you expect you expect more. <laughs> this year has not been up to par, not at Ohio State standards, not at Ball State standards, not at anybody's standards, because it's been bad. Common Court still working through some, maybe some first-year starter kinks against Penn State, a really good defense. Seemed like his feet and his body and his internal clock were rushed a little bit. Sometimes too slow at times. So you're going to need the reliable feet and hands of Marvin Harrison Jr., the body control, the routes running, the incredible hands. You're going to need all of that if Ohio State wants to win and win the national championship and accomplish all the goals they set for themselves prior to the start of the season. I believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is a guy for the job, but, 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 only but is will he have another performance like this rest of the season? It's possible because the Buckeyes might need Marv to be route man Marv in another big game this year against Michigan to win that contest. Have you heard the abnormal things going on in Ann Arbor and what one staffer did to try to give the Wolverines an upper hand? We're going to dive into that next year at Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free and easy to create a job post at LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your, your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Buckeyes and making this your first listen or first watch of every single day. Now is the perfect time. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button on this channel. If you're an audio listener, leave a five-star review and a rating. Not if you're driving. Maybe if you're on the treadmill. I wouldn't advise that either. But if you're in a place you can get on your phone and do it in a safe manner, get on your phone, Apple or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a rating. It's a great freeway to help more people come across the Locked on Book Guys podcast Monday through Friday. So I don't normally do this on this podcast, what's about to happen and come your way. I normally don't discuss things going on, reports that are happening, and investigations that are going on at other schools. If there's something going on at Ohio State, greatly, we'll, we'll discuss it. But I don't normally dive into the Arizona State Herm Edwards recruiting issues. Don't do that. Tennessee in the McDonald's bags, even recruits – McDonald's bags full of money. I don't normally do that. Or you fill in the blank. It's not really my thing. But when it's Ann Arbor, I'm interested because of the rivalry. But also, this ain't normal. 
we know one thing happens in sports, probably at every level, ah, a professional and sometimes college, a lot of times in college, people cheat. Cheating is something that is going on at every sport. The Astros, sign stealing. I mean, cheating. I mean, they were they were cheating. Okay, it happens. It's going to happen in sports. I don't believe they were sign stealing. That was uh, the wrong phrase there for them. But it happens. One thing that we don't normally hear about in college football is sign stealing. Now, normally that is a baseball thing. Now, we understand and realize that in baseball, signs are stole all the time. It's a part of the game. If I could pick up on your signs and uh, from my dugout, and maybe you're at the third baseline, and I could pick up on what you're doing, and, um, oh, this sequence there is going to be X, Y, or Z. Okay, cool. Like, that's just a part of the game. You're trying to get an upper hand. You want to know what the other offensive line's calls are so you as a defense can know if they call this, this is what we're doing to combat what they're going to do. That's normal. Michigan. And I don't know if Harbaugh knew about this. So I'm not going to make that statement here really really quickly. I'm going to tap into Harbaugh here in a second. Michigan had a staffer who had a military background go to different games. Now, this guy ended up buying um, over, tickets to over 30 games at over at 11 Big Ten schools. I would love to know what the other two were, maybe other three. Maybe he bought tickets to Michigan games, so it's the other three schools that he did not go to. She's curious, man. I would like, I'd like to know. He was going to other schools and, and stealing signs illegally using electronics and other devices that allowed him to steal signs to give the Wolverines an upper hand. In a report from Pete Thamel, he was the one that broke the report of Pete Thamel of ESPN. There was an article that came out on Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to read this excerpt verbatim. Quote, just quote, in, uh, open quote, end quote. And uh, kind of give you a, a little upper hand on how Michigan is trying to get an upper hand on Ohio State. This past Saturday, the staffer who has since been suspended, once this investigation came out, these allegations came out, this staffer who is suspended, if he wasn't suspended, I think he would have been at the Ohio State game. I'll read this to you, and you'll understand why I make that statement. Quote, sources confirmed to ESPN that Stallions purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium across from each bench for Ohio State's game with Penn State on Saturday. Michigan plays both teams in upcoming weeks. According to sources, the tickets purchased by Stallions were not used on Saturday. Stallions named Stallions name emerged publicly in, in an ESPN story on Friday he was suspended with pay by Michigan, end quote. So imagine, before the season, let's not say imagine, let's go back in time. Before the season, Michigan was trying to petition to the NCAA for a four-game suspension of Jim Harbaugh for recruiting violations. And I made a comment, I think it was on the Jay Stevens podcast, not so much this one, but I made a comment saying, hey, I don't really think that what Harbaugh did, now the allegations there, they were kind of a little odd. But I said, hey, man, like, I understand, like, what he did really isn't that bad. It happens all the time. I acknowledge that. One thing I said was, you can't lie to the NCAA because Harbaugh lied to the NC2A, and the NC2A does not being lied to. I think if Harbaugh would have uh, cooperated with the investigation and gone along with it and been truthful, the punishment may have already been handed down for those violations. Now, I understand the, this report coming out now, 
came out last Friday. Pete Thamel of ESPN broke the story. Honestly, he's one of the best, if not the best, reporters of the sport. So tapped in, so tuned in, has connections all over the place. I think that Pete Thamel knew about this, possibly. Can't say for sure, but possibly knew about this prior to the start of the season. Because one thing I know about investigations, when they come out in sports, especially college football collegiately, generally it's six months, maybe 12 months after the initial report is coming out. And the NCAA does not want to come out and hand down a punishment without dotting every I, crossing every T, making sure everything is done properly. They have all the info. They've done their thorough investigation before handing down a punishment. Which makes me wonder, what did the NCAA know about this prior to the start of the season for them to deny the original petitioned for game or um, proposed, that's the right word, for game suspension of Harbaugh. Why did the NCAA say no? The self-imposed three-game suspension by Michigan, great, cool, whatever, it's against your non-conference. It's not really a big deal. Your schedule's weak anyway. Even the Big Ten, your schedule's weak. Like, three games? Please. That was nothing. I wonder what the NCAA knew about this before. And also, somebody asked, would you consider Harbaugh the Bill Belichick of college football? I said no. They're both quirky individuals. They both have found a way to win, well, <laughs> win regular season for Harbaugh. Belichick has rings, trophies. Harbaugh does not. The national trophies. I understand, like, you got a, you got a couple of Big Ten trophies that you brought back to Ann Arbor. Cool. Like, Ohio State has more since you've been in, a, since you've been in Michigan. So, like, cool, whatever. Like, I understand that. Belichick wins Super Bowls. Harbaugh can't even get to the national championship. And this ain't just that Michigan didn't get it at Stanford or any other stop along the way. This is bad for them. This is really bad for the Wolverines. If this goes through and if this actually is confirmed, the NCAA is expecting some more video uh, video um, to come in as their investigation continues and gets a little bit deeper into the abnormal dealings of stallions is last name if they find this to be true and the paper trail confirms what has already been put out there i don't think they'll give michigan the death penalty i don't i think michigan means too much to college football it makes too much money for the nc2a for well not really because it's not an ncaa sport so um <laughs> let's keep that in context um i don't think there'll be the death penalty will be handed down I have a hard time thinking if this is confirmed that Harbaugh keeps his job. Because if you're going to fire Pat Fitzgerald for what Pat Fitzgerald did, well, if Northwestern fires Pat Fitzgerald for what happened at Northwestern, and then Mel Tucker has some issues there, Herm Edwards got fired at Arizona State, and all some other things that are going on, um, and you don't fire Harbaugh? Man, that's a bad look for the Wolverines. A really bad look for Michigan. I could go on longer and more in depth and more animated and all of that with this story. Tap into the Jay Stevens podcast coming at you at the beginning of this week. Actually, today, coming at you today in regards to how I view and think in a longer form conversation about Michigan and this weird sign stealing fiasco going on in Ann Arbor. What's not weird is where I have the Buckeyes. In my college football top 10, it might be weird to some. There's a way for them to jump and move up in my poll in the future. <laughs> we dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. 
this episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to five player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for your first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for your first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. This episode is also brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know, Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Ohasset, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and La Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Double Center Drive in Dublin. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for making Locked on Buckeyes their first listen or first watch of every single day. I mentioned yesterday that I am going to get back to putting my college football top 10 on the X, formerly known as Twitter, every single probably Monday morning, could be Sunday, but generally Sunday, Monday, my college football top 10 will be released on that platform. And so this week it came out on Sunday. It's not set in stone Sunday, Monday, but one of those two days, it'll hit X. And so I hit it and put it out there. And an Ohio State fan that listens that uh, I communicate with every now and then on um, X, still weird saying that, uh, chimed in and said, hey, I hope the top two teams can flip by the end of the season. I said, absolutely. It can happen. I had a Michigan fan. Passive church where I live here in Kokomo. Ended up saying, oh, you put them number one? And I said, yeah. I try to be honest and realistic with my analysis. Who was number one? Who was number two? <laughs> Got to wait a little bit to get there because we're going 10 through one with my college football top 10. You will see where Ohio State is and even where another Big Ten team is that the Buckeyes play later this year. Number 10 in my top 10 this year 
this week, excuse me, Penn State. Number nine, Alabama. Number eight, Texas. Now, this is going to be very interesting with Quinn Ewers being injured. I wonder if they can keep playing at the clip that they are and winning the football games. Is it Arch Manning time? I'm here for it. <laughs> I know he's a freshman. I know it's not normal for a freshman to be thrust into the on through the field like this at this point in time, but it could happen. If it's Arch Manning time and he comes out there and starts slinging that thing like his dad, well, no, excuse me, his uncles did dab like receiver in high school. Man, Quinn Ewers might have another thing coming. Number seven is Oregon. Still playing good ball. Number six, Oklahoma. Man, they're a dangerous team. Number five, Washington. Right now, if the playoff was right now, these would be my four playoff teams. Number four, Florida State. Number three, Georgia. I haven't moved Georgia out of the number one spot all season until now. Number two, your Ohio State Buckeyes. Number one, Michigan. Ten and one play each other later this year. I'm not going to go through the rest of the Pac-12 and everything else, but ten and one, excuse me, yes, ten and one play each other November 11th. Penn State, Michigan play each other on that date. The same date Ohio State has a night game against Michigan State. So, really, Mich Ohio State should win. And the winner of that Penn State-Michigan game Really, it's going to be um, really telling about how much the game's already going to be big. But if it's one versus two game of the century for the first time since 2006, that's just going to add to the buzz in the air when the Buckeyes and Wolverines are on the field November 25th. So it's already going to be a buzz in the air. But if it's one versus two for a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship game once again, whoo, buddy. Whereas one broadcaster used to say, Whoa, Nelly. I haven't said that in a while, but there you go. I'm here for it because I do believe Michigan will beat Penn State. I also believe we're looking at 11-0 versus 11-0 Ohio State in Michigan Thanksgiving weekend. Beginning of the year, I was not prepared for that matchup to be called the game of the century. but. It can be a reality, and it probably will be. Georgia, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, Oregon. If I was trying to figure out, like, hey, if some of these schools stay undefeated, let's say you have five, uh, let's say everybody here keeps things rolling. Oregon has a legitimate shot to make the playoff. So does Washington. I understand who won the game. So does Washington. Oregon has a shot. Texas has a shot. If Alabama wins the SEC championship, you're going to have a hard time telling me that the CFP is going to keep them outside of that group of four. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Now, Penn State lost to Ohio State, but if something crazy happens, Penn State could find themselves back in that mix as well. Ohio State's number two. I didn't think I was going to do that, but with them beating Notre Dame on the road, a top 10 team. Penn State at home. A then top 10 team. Well, top 10 team in my bowl right now. I understand this is where we are right now. Ohio State has to get better if they want to win a nat if they want to win win a natty. They have to. I, I, they can't play that their offense can't play like it, it has been this season and take that performance into the Big Ten championship or into the playoff in the semifinal round and expect to win. No, you can't do that. But the good thing is there are more games to play. Until the Buckeyes play the Wolverines, until the Buckeyes potentially play in the Big Ten Championship, until they potentially play in the college football playoff 
in this season. Out of here on a Tuesday, Buckeye fans. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out of here on a Tuesday, Buckeye fans. I'll see you next time.